So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have longtime friend, rock star agent. The man really needs no introduction if you're paying attention in the real estate world, but let me give you a couple highlights. I mean, massive tech enthusiast, uh, video influencer on steroids. Like, you know, I'm into video. Like, so when I'm proud of somebody, this guy's killing it, right? Brian right over there on his own camera. Social media rock star doing a lot of the same stuff that you see myself and other influencers doing. And in the real estate world, an absolute giant. Number one in San Diego, five years in a row. Five years in a row, that's monstrous. And number 28 on the Wall Street Journal Top 1000 team. So what up, what Kyle up? Whistle, man. Dude, Thanks. I'm stoked to finally be here, right? I get to watch the show, now I get to be on the show, I'm, this is sick. I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, man. Right? But like, you know, obviously, you know, tell the truth, like you were coming down, we were doing a little coaching, and you know what he does? He goes and spends, he didn't spend time with me, he goes and talks to my head of sales, head of marketing, right? So I'm picking everybody's brain while I'm here. For the people that don't know you, where did this like R&D, you get all the original credit for the R&D yes. right here, this Look, guy. He's giving me credit. It's my term, R&D, rip off and duplicate. Thank I you very it. much. He said it to me once. I I'm like, trademark that. I think I said I'm, R- I'm R&Ding that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so help people get some context, right? Because, you know, I find that the most successful people have uh, not the same path to the success that they got, right? Yeah. So help people understand who is Kyle Whistle, where'd you come from, a little background, and then we'll get into some of the transactional real estate stuff, Yeah. right, once you do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, born and raised in San Diego, California. Uh, luckily, I got to grow up in San Diego. My parents are both born and raised in Buffalo, New York, mm. which is an amazing place to visit. Two, months out, of, two months out of the yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know that I wanna Sorry, live Buffalo. there. So yeah. I'm super excited I got to grow up in San Diego. Um, honestly, this, this mindset that I have started when I was four years old. Yeah. Um, I was playing soccer and I played an entire season of soccer as a goalie and didn't allow a single goal. Wow. And I think literally from that point forward in my entire life, mm-hmm. like that's just how I became programmed. Like I've just been obsessed yeah. with always being the best at yes. whatever it is I do. Like yes. at one point I worked at the movie theater mm-hmm. and they would run contests on like who could ring up the most sales. Like yes. I scooped that damn popcorn faster than anybody. Yes. It yes. has not mattered like what I've ever done in my life. Like I've just always had this obsession with pushing myself and innovating and being the best at whatever it is, whether it's scooping popcorn, whether it's selling houses or, or being a goalie yeah. in a game of soccer. Like it's just this obsession that's been ingrained with me since I was like four years old. Okay, but like what was the trigger? Do you remember? Like was like, did somebody score? I mean, we're talking bumblebee. Right. So you have a daughter, yeah. right? I have kids. Yes. Like, we, you know, we they just run around and like there's always one that knows what they're doing. In this case, it was the goalie. <laughs> was it your parents? Was it someone in in the family like you know to say it for i appreciate that but how did you know like where did it come from what was the source i well my dad growing up he was also a realtor and he was in the commercial space and he was the number one commercial realtor in san diego so i think it's just something that's kind of been part of the family and in that season of playing soccer at four my dad was the coach okay and so i think it that probably ties it all together that he has always been the best in his field and i think when i started playing sports he really kind of instilled that same value in me is to really be the best to to push harder, to yeah. work harder than anybody, to just always strive to be the best and and not accept anything else. Like there's, there is no other option. Yeah. Are you doing that with your daughter? 
I'm trying not to. I'm, I'm I, literally I, I knew that was the answer, the by the way. Right? I knew that was it. Yeah. So it's, why? 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 I mean, you know, it's it's certainly served you. It has. It's worked out well. Yeah. Um, I just I'm trying to be a very relaxed parent. Just try to yeah. let her do what she wants. Let's let's try dance. Let's try soccer. Yeah. Let's try gymnastics. Let's just try. Let her find her path. Because yeah. even though that's the way that I am, and I've always been like obsessed with being the best, maybe yeah. that's not her. Yeah. Right. Maybe she just wants to go out there and have fun. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that yeah and if she wants to be an athlete great if she wants to dance great if she wants to play chess or i really want her to play the tuba yeah. i've got this obsession i want my daughter to play tuba because then nobody's gonna mess with her boys girls are all just gonna leave her alone like and, i want her to just roll around with this giant tuba strapped on and like, guaranteed wants... free college yeah guaranteed, right? right like yeah. the scholarship for tuba exactly. there's not a lot of competition so <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm striving for i love it so, so let's talk about uh, the real estate side. Like I know your background, but yeah. you, you know, you, you came into real estate differently than most, yes. but I think that's also part of the reason, again, understanding your background and the way you think and the way you view the world had a massive impact on your success. So tell them kind of that journey of getting into real estate, what you did first, second, and third. For sure. So initially I hated real estate um, with my dad being one of the top. Sure. Um, commercial agents in town, he was very, very busy. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of times where maybe didn't show up to a game here and yep. there, or maybe yep. showed up a little bit late or whatever yeah. the case was. So I had a little bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth about real estate. Mm -hmm. I never in a million years thought I would get into real yeah. estate. Um, while I was in college, my dad was consistently pushing me, hey, you need to buy something, you need to buy something, you need to buy something. Well, this was around 2002. Mm -hmm. And in 2002, they put a mirror under your nose. If you fog it, they give you a loan. Yeah. And it was a beautiful thing. So yeah. my dad pushed me to buy something. I bought a property for 500 grand. How old were you then? I was 19 when we went in escrow, closed at 20. Yeah. Um, so I bought that property. I turned it around. I made 17 grand in three months. Mm -hmm and I was scooping popcorn at the same time. I was a manager yeah. at the movie theater, so yeah. I was able to get this loan for half a million bucks sure. with no money down. That's insane. Stupid, Yeah. And you wonder why there was foreclosures. Yeah. Um, yep. So I made 17 grand, I still have a copy of the check, I have it framed, because yeah. um, I'll remember it, because that was kind of the turning point for me, where it was like, all right, dad, let's let's talk about this real estate thing. Like I told you, yeah. I'd never in a million years get into mm -hmm. real estate, but. I just got a nickel an hour raise at the movie theater and I just got a $17,000 check. Like it was pretty obvious to me at that point that the opportunity here is a little bit better than the opportunity is here. Yeah. Um, so for the first few years, I worked with my dad on mm -hmm. the commercial side, mm -hmm. um, mostly apartment buildings. And we mm -hmm. kind of carved a niche where we were selling apartment buildings to the guys that would then gut them and turn them into condos yep. and sell them off individually, yep. which was great. That and was a huge making, thing happening in San Diego, all over California. I wish that was back today. Oh my I'd goodness. be retired in three yeah. years. Um, yeah. So people were making the killing back then, yep. making massive, massive amounts of money. What was the term they used to call that? Condo conversions. Condo conversions. Condo conversions. Yep. So that was a big thing yep. in Southern California, I'd imagine in other areas as All well. Yep. But what happened was people would start by converting an eight unit building mm -hmm. and they'd make a million bucks. Then they'd convert a 20 unit building. And before you knew it, they were converting 200 unit buildings, yep. 400 unit buildings. The city was literally running out of apartments for people to rent because yep. every apartment was getting bought up and converted yep. to condos. Yep. So the city kind of shut that down. And so what happened was all my investors were saying, I can't go buy these apartment buildings anymore because they're $200,000 a door mm -hmm. and they rent for like a thousand bucks a month. Yeah. I can't buy that. That doesn't yeah. make financial sense because I can't convert it to condos. What about this foreclosure over here? That's 200 grand. What about this short sale mm -hmm. over here? That's a house for yeah. 200 grand. And so I started looking around and I was like, holy cow, this girl's got 200 short sale listings. This guy's got 300 REO listings. I was like, 
that's some crazy, crazy opportunity. Yep. And I started to think about like commercial was cool, big checks, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I had a six figure check in my early twenties, um, which I think we have similar backgrounds, early twenties, yeah. six figure checks. It's big. That's fun. And you have a fun time with that money, but it usually doesn't go to good places. Yes. A um, lot of fun times in Vegas though. And a lot of good memories. I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, let's, let's refocus. Yes. Let's refocus. Let's he got a little blushy right hole. there for people that are, that are just listening. Yeah. Like you, like Vegas was coming back. Yeah. Just the memories. They're there. Um, so but, did you transition all those investors into buying into SFRs buying. that were short sales or REOs? Yeah. Were you buying in tranches or were you doing individuals? Individuals. Okay. Um, so initially when I got into it, I started taking some training. Literally yep. from day one, I got in. I knew that short sales were the opportunity. Yeah. And the first thing I did is I sought out who's the go-to coach when yeah. it comes to short sales. Yeah. And I aligned myself with those guys. Yeah. Um, and they taught me everything I needed to know. In short sales, I was able to turn Is those- that Alex? Um, it wasn't, he came a little bit later. It yeah, was Lee okay. Honish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the short yes. sale genius yep. guys. They did yeah. a great job, right? Yeah. They taught me everything I knew. Yeah. They got me started with short sales. And I also took coaching on REO. Yep. And I learned that I had to go to all these conferences. The Five Star Conference, the Rio Mac, yep. and all these other ones. And then the secret ones, like the ARIA and NAREP conferences. Yeah, yep. Those were the secret ones people yes. didn't know about. Um, so I had the short sales rolling in. And then I was working the REO relationships. Mm -hmm. And then those started to blossom. And Meaning so I got getting the this, listing side. Yeah, yep. to where they just give you a phone call. Hey, Kyle, I got an uh, asset for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it would start with one a day, two a day, three a day. I mean, we got to the point it was, you know, 10, 15 a week. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was really fun. But we now we got to a point where it was me and an assistant, which I've had an assistant since day one. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Yeah. Um, that one's always stuck with me since the beginning of my career. Yeah. I got to this point where I had so many leads coming in, I couldn't handle them right? Because I had all these listings and I had all these leads. And so I wish I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Because back then, initially, I'd get all these leads. Once a week, I would batch them up and I'd send them over to my buddy who owned a, a franchise. And I was like, hey, can you see if any of your agents can convert these? And after like three months, zero conversions, yeah. go figure. Because again, I sent him the leads once a week. Yeah. It was insane. Um, did everybody pick up on that? Even, even in my, yeah, like once a week, here's the leads. You know, the people that were interested in that moment and needed to call that second. It was like yes. the MLS book back in the day. You For got it sure. every week. It was, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. Um, so then the next evolution was, I was like, all right, let me get a couple agents. Yep. But then I didn't train them. I didn't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. And they didn't come in the office. I had an office about the size of this, right? It was like 10 by 10. It was yeah. tiny. Yeah. So it was me and my assistant. I had these other two guys who'd come in like once a week and I'd be like, all right, here's the leads. Same thing weekly. But I felt like, well, if they're my guys, maybe they'll convert higher. Zero conversion. Mm -hmm. um, then finally I was sitting around on Black Friday one day and there was a sale on computers mm -hmm. and they were like 200 bucks a computer. And I was just like, screw this. Like it's time to quit play playing small. It's time to go big. And yep. I just bought 10 computers. And again, I had a 10 by 10 office and I just bought 10 computers and I was like, oh crap, what do I do now? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got computers. Now I need an office. So then I went out and I found an office space and it was like 2000 square feet. And I was like, all right, I got 10 computers. I got a big office, but I have no people. So then I, but I got nothing but leads but and I got opportunity, a ton of leads, a ton of leads. A ton of leads. That's it. That's a good way to start a real estate company. It is. Yeah. yeah. Versus so, how most do it. Yeah. And so it wasn't hard to find people, but no. the problem was I heard everybody. It didn't matter if they were 18 or 118. Like I was hiring everybody. Cause yeah. I was just like, I got all this space. I got all these leads. I need people. Yeah. Let me just hire them. 
And the first year I lost over six figures. Um, and in most of it was because I was spending more time on tech support mm -hmm. for some of these um, more seasoned agents, we'll yep. call them, yep. um, than I was teaching them how to actually use the system. And really started to kind of hone in on our culture and figure out like, who are the right agents? Who fits Whistle? Like, what is Whistle? And who fits Whistle? Yeah. And we realized that it was young and tech savvy and very, very hungry. Yeah. Um, the other thing I found is people who've been through some shit in their life tend to be the best, whether they've been through divorce, foreclosure, jail, um, or just whatever crazy jail circumstance. Hey, a real it estate depends. license? It depends. Okay, it depends, just, just, just right? checking, just you know, a little. It depends what they've been through, right? Yeah. We'll rerun yeah. a background no, no, check. No, no, but... I, I mean, I have yeah. someone in my office who was in jail, but at like 17. Yeah. And you know, now he's like 30 and married, and he's like, yeah, it's a blemish, man, like, but you know, whatever, I was 17. Yeah. So, so let's, you're, you're jumping ahead pretty quickly. Okay. And, and what I want to get into, and I think the thing that, um, like when you speak at our conferences and other conferences, the, the thing that I think people are enamored by the most is like systems and automation and process. And you're talking about sort of the frustration of a lack of a system for your hiring yeah. and then the lessons you learn from it and then a better system or process. And then with those tech enabled people, yada, yada, right. Producing insanely great results. Right. When did Whistle Realty start? How long ago? How long did you start your own brokerage? 2008. Okay, so 2008. So how, how old were you then? Uh, I would have been 12 years ago. Right, so yeah. 27, starting your own brokerage. I can only imagine what people were saying at that time. Yeah. Now it's commonplace because we right. look at even like our friends in Team Plus, like the average age is like 32. Yeah. Right, running these, you know, DJ, Lindsay, you guys, I mean, there's mm -hmm. so many of you. Um, Let's talk systems, mm -hmm. and then we'll, we're going to jump back into the story. I think that there's three systems that every listener needs more help with than anything else. Yes. Systems around their lead generation, and there could be multiple. Systems around conversion, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's getting the listing, converting the buyer, getting the appointment, et cetera. And then I want to talk scaling, okay. right? Because again, you know, your expertise as you've matured is scaling and growing a huge enterprise. Yeah. So, so what do you think of the top systems for lead generation? And then let's go into them. Yeah. So, I mean, it all starts around what's commonly known as your platform these yep. days. Yep. So back in the day, you used to have like a website through this company yep. and then a CRM through that company and then like a dialer through that company. Like it was crazy. You had yep. all these different systems. Different ESP, different yeah. everything. Yep. So now, I mean, it's all about having a platform. So yep. when we had our big leap year, we actually went from 82 to 242 transactions, mm -hmm. which was that same year where we trimmed the fat, yep. focused on younger tech savvy agents. We also implemented Boomtown at that same time. Yeah. That was when we essentially 3X'd our business that year what year and was that that was 2012 i believe yeah yeah and that was when we really really had that big yeah we got it at the end of 11 so 2012 was the big leap year for yeah us. and boomtown being the and complete so suite the, the complete thing, yeah, yeah. Is it's it's my website it's the idx search on my yeah. website it's the crm on the back end of my website lead nurturing it's, follow yeah, up it's telling me who to call yeah. when to call them what actions they're taking on the yeah. website it's all of that in a single system where yeah. before we were piecemealing it with 10 different things yep. and i've learned over the years the more systems you have the less your team is going to adopt them so yeah. Like this year, as we had in 2020, is we're adding no systems. We're only consolidating systems. Yep. And I'm putting pressure on my system providers to actually add more to them 
so that I don't have to go get another system. Bingo. And I've learned that most of these guys that are running tech companies, they want that feedback. Bingo. Most people are scared to say anything. Yeah. I'm that guy that's gonna tell you, hey, you need to add this, or this sucks, or yeah. do more of this, or stop doing that. Um, because these guys all want to build these end-to-end -end platforms. Yeah. So give people feedback. Don't be afraid to do that. If yeah. you want something to get better, say something. Um, we have a rule in my office. I'd rather you tell me a thousand things I'm doing wrong than one thing I'm doing right. Bingo. Because that's the only way I'm going to improve, which is Bingo. an obsession for me. Um, so, so Boomtown is our go-to lead generation yeah. platform. So number one is platform. Yes. End to end, to end single sign-on, everything you need. And if, like, everyone listening right now, if you just stop right there, like I'm a fan of like, you know, Zapier and others that are able to connect everything all together. Yeah. But just think about that. Your business is a patchwork of a bunch of things all connected together versus one app, everything. Yes. Like there's just power in like we're Salesforce and Marketo and like those two, That's even that, like right? But yeah. They're super connected at their core, yes. right? All right, so platform is number one. Yes. What's the number two lead generation system that has to be in place to scale an agent's business? I think a big thing is you've gotta have something that's tracking all of your leads that are coming in, yep. especially if you're running a team. If you don't have something that's tracking the phone calls more than anything, yeah. your agents are snaking you. You probably trust your agents more than you should because if you have phone calls coming in and you don't have a system to track them, your agents are snaking you. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. I know you think your agents love you and would never go behind your back. But and it are. may not be intentional in case you're watching this right now and you're a salesperson going, I'm not snaking my boss. Like it may not be intentional, but you might happen to forget where a lead came exactly. from here and there because it I came did. on the phone. I and did. I thought I knew that person. Yeah. So, so um, you got to track your phone calls. You got to have which, a phone but, system. But, but you got to back up exactly. What's yeah. the system? Is it? Yeah. So we I use using? call action. Exactly. Call actions are go-to phone system. Big, so shout every, out to, big shout out to Jesse who's Jesse, watching this right now. You're a freaking man. I yeah. love you, Jesse. Yeah. Um, so we use call action. Every different lead source we have has a different phone number. Bingo. So we have one on Zillow. We have one on Realtor. We have mm -hmm. one on Google. We have yeah. one on Yelp because yeah. I need to track where my business is coming 100%. from. So what call action will do is one, it'll help me track where mm -hmm. the business is coming from. Yep. And now I can track what are my conversion rates on those different things. But Bingo. more importantly, what I love is that call action integrates with Boomtown. Bingo. So now when that call comes in and my agents on the road and the lead comes in, that's a Zillow lead, which are very valuable leads. Yep. That lead comes in and the agents on the road, half the time, if you don't have a system, your agents may be scribbling some notes on like the back of a receipt or a gum wrapper or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe that lead gets in the CRM probably is not gonna get in the yep. CRM. What I love with call action is it's automatically importing the lead into Boomtown, so now they're forced to follow up with that marked, lead. They're gonna log everything in there. And marked appropriately. Yes. This is a Zillow lead, this is a realtor lead, this came off Yelp, right? Exactly. So, all right, platform, tracking, but yes. you said just phone calls, there's more we need to track. Yes. What else do we need to track? So the next system we use is Sisu, S-I-S-U. Yep. Yep. I love Sisu. So now we're tracking. What's up, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are all CEOs that are friends of mine. I'm yeah, these are yep. all my boys. Yep. I love everybody. Um, so we use Sisu to really track what our agents are doing. So yeah. we're tracking, you know, how many conversations are they having? How yep. many appointments are they setting? How many of those appointments are they actually meeting with? How many of those are closing? Like basically tracking your pipeline and mm -hmm. what's happening because yep. the lead you know, lead conversion process is look at it like a hose. And if water's going in the hose, it's not coming out the other side. Why is that happening? Because there's a kink somewhere mm -hmm. in the hose. So by having a system in place that's tracking all of these different things, you can figure out where that kink is. And as a team leader or as an agent, you know where that room for improvement is. Or if you're a team leader, where the coaching opportunity is. So if we're having conversions, but we're not setting appointments, we've got to work on our scripts on the phone. Yeah. If we're setting appointments, but they're not showing up, now we've got to look at, 
are we actually building value around those appointments? Or are we yep. getting what I call mercy appointments where they just say, sure, I'll come in just to get off the phone with you. Bingo. So they don't have to keep denying you. Um, and then if you're going on the appointment, but you're not actually converting it to a closing, we got to figure out, and this is something that trips me out. I've been in rooms of out at your stage where mm -hmm. two or 3000 people are in the room and I ask how many of you role play your listing presentation on a weekly basis. And it's a fraction. Yeah. Yeah. of a percent. It's, it's not even 1%. It's a yeah. fraction of yeah. a percent, which is insane to me yeah. because not like, on your clients, yeah. like with a buddy in the office, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is insane because if we go out, we spend all this money to generate these leads mm -hmm. and have all these systems. Yep. We spend all this time on role play to get these appointments set. And then we show up to the appointment and we shit the bed. Like what yeah. was the point of all these, this other money and all this time yeah. if we don't actually practice the presentation? So we have to track all of those data points. So we yep. know where do we need to improve as an individual agent or where do I need to coach to if I'm a team leader? And do you go down to like, I think you were talking with Joe who's my head of sales and Oscar, my head of marketing. Like we do it where we're literally like, this lead is coming in, Brian should get it because of these reasons. This lead is coming in, Tristan should get it for these reasons. Like we're so hyper-focused on the type of lead, who they are, where they are in the world, what are their interests, what are their problems, that person's the best expert to talk to them. Do you guys doing some of that? We're we're more rewarding the people that are putting in the work. Okay, that's That's fair. what we're that's focusing fair. on is I want the agents, if you're putting in the time to do the role play calls and to role yeah. play your presentation, you're, you're doing all of those activities, you're doing the open houses, everything that we're looking for, then you're gonna give it, we work on um, an agent on duty model, yep. lead shifts, floor time, opportunity yeah. time, whatever you wanna call it. So the agents that are putting in the work to really know the fundamentals of our company are gonna be the agents that get the best shifts, which get the most leads and create the most opportunity for them. Bingo. So we tie all of those activities to the lead shifts, which mm -hmm. there's certain lead shifts, like the four to 8 p.m. lead shift on a Saturday, probably not the most desirable lead yeah. shift, but the 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. shift on a Friday, which includes all the leads that came in Thursday night, is an amazing shift to have. Heck yeah. So, so three pieces of three system advice. One is your platform, right? Your platform. And whether that's Boomtown, which you know I'm a fan of and I'm an investor in, KV Core, there's others that are yeah. out there, right? Again, end to end being the experience. You got to track and measure everything, right? So, you know, call action, big shout out to Jesse. And then Sisu also tracking and measuring everything mm -hmm. by agent, by lead source to know what is the ROI and, you know, what are the basically, as you called it, the kinks, if you will, right. in the hose. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a third or fourth system that you think an agent, and by the way, all of this, relates to a single agent with no assistant, right? Right. This is how they're going to become repeatable and scalable versus, yeah. you know, rich, poor, rich, poor, rich, poor, rich, poor. Mm -hmm. Is there a fourth you recommend? I will. So let me tie into the Go last ahead. point is yeah, yeah. right. 2020 just kicked off yeah. and we sit down with all of our agents and they did 15 deals last year and it's yeah. okay. Well, how many deals do you want to do this year? 30. Yeah. Cool. So last year you set 25 appointments yeah. of which you closed 15 of those. Yes. So that means we're going to need to either set 50 appointments or we're going to have to increase your conversion rate. So tell me how we're going to work on that. Yeah. But if we don't track all that data, you don't we know. don't know how to coach to that. 100%. So that's another reason why that's important. Uh, the fourth piece is a task management system. Thank you which very I'm much. Huge Thank on. you very yeah. much. Are you on uh, Monday is still your hot one? We're so hot on Monday right now. I'm I super love hot Monday. on Monday. Yeah. I love Monday. Monday.com guys. Monday.com. Monday is going to change but, your world. But let's, okay, let's take them back but to the evolution, advanced. right? Yeah, it let's, is let's like, start. like I started teaching you guys like do doing a done board with like Mike Vance, like right. a million years ago. And that's how Walt Disney and they, you know, they do it still everything visual Trello. Yes. Trello, you, started. you know, Trello, you 
killed it on that, which is like a digital version free yes. might be the right place to start before you get to Monday. Cause Correct. Monday you've got the mind for it. My, you know, my ops team, they, they eat it up. Yeah. Asana is another great project management task or, you know, tool. Yes. So what advice do you have for the person that's they're like, they're super unorganized, but they're really interested right now. I, I wouldn't say Monday. No, Monday is way more of an advanced system and yeah. it's something we're scaling to a thousand units this year. Yeah. So we need something that can scale up massively. Yes. Yes. Monday's amazing for that. But if you're somebody, you know, the average agent in, in this country who's selling five to 10 houses a year, mm -hmm. Trello's an amazing way to go. They still have a free version of it. Yep. And it's just very simple and it's very visual, which the majority of realtors need Thank visual. You. Thank you. <laughs> they need simple and they need visual. So let's assume that, that they get the con describe the concept of Trello in your, yeah. in your words. And then what are maybe the four or five big things that they're going to want to start putting in there? Yeah. Cause you went super advanced. You had client interaction, mm -hmm. which I would say is not where they want to start. Correct. Right. So give them, give them the very basics in the beginning. Yeah. So the basics is the do doing and done board. Yeah. Um, and we teach this in our masterminds that we do, whether it's, it's video ideas, you mm -hmm. can have a do doing done board for video ideas. Like it's my, having the single source yeah, to capture every good idea because, in one place. Yeah. Because as realtors, you know, our minds are pinballing all over yep. the place. We have a million ideas in our head. And because of that, we rarely execute on any of those. Yep. So you have three columns, a do a doing and a done board. Your do board could have 5 million things on it. Yep. That's perfectly okay. Categorized by the things that matter to you. Yes. Listing, marketing, whatever, buyer yeah, referrals. Yeah, you could color code them uh -huh. and put what's you know what's a priority and what's yep. not a priority. Yep. Um, then you have another column that's a doing column. Mm -hmm. And this is where most agents screw up. Yeah. They have 200 things in their do column and they have like 150 and they're doing. Like you can't. For most agents, it's like three. Yeah. Like three yeah, is the much. most things that you should have in your doing yes. column yes. because that's as many things as we could focus on at any given time. Yeah. If you're a great multitasker, yep. maybe five, but you really got to focus on yeah. a small group of activities as opposed to trying to do everything at once. Cause you do a little bit of everything and you never actually complete anything, which is a huge problem for realtors. So every Start, time you have an idea, not finishing, starting, yeah. not finishing is a very typical mistake. Yeah, it is. But then the, the next component of it is as realtors, we are very visual yep. and we like to see that done board fill yeah. up. So we start to get this high of moving things from do to doing to done. Mm -hmm. And now we start to see all these things and done. We feel good yep. and we want more of it, yes. which is a success thing. Yep. And most successful people crave that success. Yes. They crave completion. They yes. crave that satisfaction. So as you start to see things move over to done, you start to get this euphoric high and you want to do more of it and you want yep. to complete more activity. So you get into momentum. Mm -hmm. So that's the basic foundation of Trello. Yep. Um, then we adapted that for transaction management. Yes. So we had it as there was a pre-list, mm -hmm. there was active, there was pending, there was sold. Like we literally would move our transactions visually through. So each one, there was just a little card, but you could just drag and drop and it was very, very easy to do. Yep. And that worked great when we were doing a smaller volume. But again, smaller, like 400 transactions, <laughs> like 200 something. Yeah, yeah right. it was great. Um, but I mean, we're on a path now to sell over a thousand houses this year. Yeah. It's just not scalable for yep. that type of volume. That's right. That's where you graduate to something like Monday, which is an insane system. Yes, you're going to spend a little bit of money, mm -hmm. but it's going to save you so much time. And what I love with Monday is I don't have to integrate five or 10 systems together. Like it accomplishes 
what I like, I don't need Zapier with yeah. Monday because yeah. it has all of the automations yep. and integrations and everything built into it. So it's like Slack. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing, amazing system. So we love Monday. We're running like with our, our Zillow offers business. We mm -hmm. have it where we have to do evaluation on these properties. And then we go through an acquisitions call and we acquire a property. Then we get to rehab. We move it to resale. Like we have boards for all of these and mm -hmm. we're able to manage all different types of things in there. It's not just a do doing done. Like yep. we can manage, I think we're up to like 10 or 15 different boards in there and each department of my company has their own board and it's super, super visual. And like, here's an example, like this, I know you guys will geek out on as realtors. I could just go and change a transaction to active. And as soon as I do that, an email automatically fires off to my photographer, says, hey, I need photos of this property. Here's the photos I need. I need them by this day. Here's how to get access. And another email is going to fire off to my sign company and say, hey, I need a sign installed at this property. I want this writer, this writer, this writer. And then another email is going to fire off to my transaction coordinator so they can create it into SkySlow. But all of that stuff happens just by changing a status. Yep. Like that is sick because that's saving so much time. Bingo. So yes, you're going to spend a little bit of money on a good system like mm -hmm. it, but the automations that are built in are sick. The time savers. And yeah. the reality is you can take your daughter, you can take your wife. You guys can go on family vacations, which I see you doing, you know, whether it's boarding with your buddies recently yes. on Instagram or wherever else you're going and you can run everything like I talk about from my phone. Yes. Everything from the phone, know every detail of the business. And that my friends is very empowering. Yes. All right. Any other, cause we're, we're about to go into conversion. Yeah. Right. Is there any, other, so we got, let's just go through platform. Tracking of phone calls, critical, right? Using call action, CSU for tracking every data point, you know, sort of leading and lagging indicators of transactions by lead source and by agent. Trello for your project management, yeah. having that single source place to capture everything. And if you're more advanced, if you're a CEO of one of my bigger companies, obviously you can look at monday.com. Any other, is there a fifth you'd put on there? Siri. Siri. Siri is your best friend, all right? <laughs> As a realtor, you forget shit all the yes. time. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. When you're out, like I was out at dinner with one of my, one of yeah. my agents who's totally a forgetful guy, yeah. and we were talking about going to an event together, and I was like, watch this. He's like, I always forget about these things. Like, I need yeah. to follow up on so I'm like, watch this. Say, hey, Siri, remind me to call Kyle about the conference tomorrow at 9 a.m. Well, guess what's now going to happen? Tomorrow at 9 a.m., Siri's going to bug him. Like, hey, call Kyle about the conference. Like, yep. that is your best friend. Like, if you're a realtor, you forget shit all the time. Siri is amazing. Use it. Just remind me yep. about this yep. at this time on yep. this date, and Siri will remind you. And then she's going to keep it up at the top of your notifications until you actually do it. Like, it's a simple tool that all of us are touching exactly. hundreds of times a day, and nobody's using. Okay, I'm just, I'm just acknowledging your team and my team right now coming from the guy who was, I was like, why are you on like an Android phone? Do you remember when you were like, you were like so anti Apple, Brian, am I right? Do you remember these days? So it just, that, that makes me happy just to hear that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, owner, all, I'm, I'm all an owner in on Apple, Apple stock. Days. So I'm like very happy. We, we finally got Kyle Whistle. <laughs> okay. Let's go to conversion. Yes. Systems for conversion. Yeah. 
So systems for conversion, our biggest thing right now is running an agent on duty model. Mm -hmm. So one of the problems that I believe, there's really four problems that occur. Yeah. Most agents right now are running a like a shark tank type of lead distribution yeah. system. We're talking with their teams, teams in advance here. Yes. Yep. And so what happens is a lead comes in and you're sending the lead to everybody on your team. First yep. person who answers that call gets that lead. Yep. There's a ton of problems with that. Yep. First, let's just say a lead comes in right now while we're recording this podcast. Yep. Am I going to stop the podcast to grab that lead? No. No. But some people are doing that. They're out at dinner with their wife yep. and they're like, oh, babe, there's a lead coming in. I got to grab it. They jump up from the table. Yeah and piss their wife off, Yeah, and now they go run in the hallway, and now somebody's asking about 123 Main Street, which yeah. they have no idea what the hell 123 Main Street is, yet the consumer has researched 123 Main Street for 20 minutes. They know the entire listing history of mm -hmm. prices on it. They mm -hmm. know the schools, they know the crime yep. rates, they've seen every picture, they've somehow found the old pictures, they found the damn owner on Facebook, and they know that they just got married and have two kids and he was in the military. Like, your consumer knows that. Yep. And here your dumbass is standing in a hallway, you're putting your phone on speaker, and you're trying to pull it up as quick as you can to try to get the details of this property, and you just look like a complete dumbass. And you're not gonna convert that lead. Welcome and I to real know estate, if people. you're listening yes. or you're Every, watching, everyone is guilty of that. Yes. Not, not people on teams, everybody yes. is guilty of that. Yes, so okay. there's two problems. Wait, okay. there's two more. I know, keep Got going. It. I know you love lists. I do. So I do. the next two problems is that lead comes in mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't want to stop this podcast, but I see there's a good lead. So I'm just going to pretend to accept it Bingo. and I'll just, I'll follow up with it after. Yeah. Well, we know speed's a lead, right? We did a talk at, mm -hmm. at Tom X a few years yeah. ago. Like if you're yeah. not following up within five minutes, which is based off an old ass MIT study. Mm -hmm. If you did that on today, if MIT did a new study, I would argue it's five seconds. Yep. If you're waiting till an hour later, like that opportunity is gone, mm -hmm. especially because a lot of these systems are sending the leads out to three, four, five agents. Bingo. If you're following up an hour later, they've already, they've moved on. Yeah. Um, so that's the third problem. The fourth problem is you do what you're supposed to. Yeah. I stay here. I'm focused on the podcast or I'm focused on dinner with my wife. And I'm like, yeah, that's a million dollar La Jolla lead, but I'm here at dinner with my wife. I'm just going to let somebody else have it. Yeah. Well, the problem that creates is that the good agents are always in appointments, right? Yep. Whether they're at a conference learning, whether they're meeting with a buyer, yep. a seller, whatever. Playing with their they daughter. They get no leads, yep. yet the dumbass who's sitting at the office playing on Facebook all day watching cat videos yeah. is getting every single lead that comes in and he can't convert to save his life. Yeah. So there's four problems that are created with the traditional Shark Tank method. So we went to an agent on duty model, which again ties into Sisu where we're tracking mm -hmm. their activities. And then the agents who are completing those activities get to pick shifts. And yeah. so what happens now is you have a shift for three hours during the uh, weekdays, four hours on the weekends, and every lead that comes in during that time period is coming to you. So now you're sitting at a desk, two monitors in front of you, somebody asks about 123 Main Street, you can pull it up in a split second. You actually have that data. You can have a somewhat educated conversation. Now, mm -hmm. you can't put 20 minutes of research into it, no. but at least you can be educated as yes. opposed to being in the hallway of the restaurant on speakerphone. At least you're seeing the same thing the consumer sees, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, and so, then, so hold on though, yeah. I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna slow this down because we're going super advanced on, on some very strategic things for teams. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, in a couple of minutes, I'm gonna say to you, what about for the individual agent, but yeah. not yet. Okay. When we were meeting earlier, we were talking about um, sort of this, uh, it's like the illusion of choice, right? Like if you do these things, then you get it. So what do your agents have to do to earn the premium spots yeah. to get the best leads. Okay, four times a week, you gotta get on a huddle, which mm -hmm. is a 15 minute Zoom. 
at 8.15. Yeah. Then you get on a 30-minute role play call at Mm -hmm. 8.30. We use Uber Conference. Yeah. Um, If you don't have Uber Conference, if you're running a team especially, Uber Conference is great because what it'll do is not just wait for your agents to call into the system, it'll actually call out to your agents. Yeah, Which is sick because they forget all the time. Well, magically now at 8.30, every single one of their phones is ringing with the title role play call on it, which is really cool. Um, And then the expectations are going to power hour from 9 to 11. Mm -hmm. So they need to do those four days a week. Why four? Because I actually want my agents to take a day off during the week. Um, So that's four times a week. Three times a month, they're going to come to our office meeting. They're going to come to our in-person role play, which Mm -hmm. is where we role play buyer presentations, listing presentations, Mm -hmm. all of that. And three open houses a month. And then they're going to get on one Tom Ferry coaching call a month. And now the key, these are all expectations. Mm -hmm. These are not requirements. Yeah. Um, Especially here in California. SB5 in California. Yeah, expectations. Um, So there's no requirement to do these things, but you can tie incentives to activities, but you Mm -hmm. cannot tie employment to activities. So you don't require these things, but you expect them. Yes. Yeah. So so they do X amount of those, and then they get... The opportunity to have the premium, the Glen Gary leads. Yes, is that right? Correct. And and how long have you been writing this play? Uh, it's been almost a year now, and, and it's definitely improved. It's yeah. made a huge improvement, and there's less bitching, um, which yeah. is a big part yeah. of running a team. Is that yes. your top performers are like? I'm not getting any leads. Yeah. I'm, there's no reason for me to be on the team because I don't get any leads. Yeah. Because Numbnuts over here is on Facebook all day, is getting every lead that comes in. Yeah, because he's, so available. Actually, he's available. Yeah. yeah, because now my good agents who naturally do all of mm-hmm. those activities, now they're getting lead shifts, they're getting all the leads, they're converting them, which they convert at a higher ratio, and mm-hmm. naturally I make more money. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so now play a game. This person does not have a team. Correct. Best systems for conversion. So if you do not have a team, you've got to have. Look, I'm going to, ready? I'm getting 15 leads a month. 15 leads a month. Or I'm an agent on a team, right? But I'm Mm -hmm. getting 15 leads a month. How do I get high conversion? So the biggest thing if you're a solo agent is you have to have some sort of automated system in place. Yeah. Because when that lead comes in, if you're in an appointment and you don't follow up for an hour, you're going to lose that. So you've got to have some sort of automated system. Call action. Well, let's keep it lean. Let's not try to add more systems. Keep it lean. Call action's great. They have automations built in to where if a call comes in and I miss it, it will automatically send that person a message and say, hey, I'm tied up in a meeting right now. Can I give you a call back or text you in 45 minutes? And then the person will respond. You'll say, okay, great, thanks. Like you can build some semi-automations into it. Now, AI is up and coming. I don't know, you know, we've played with some of the companies that are out there doing it. I don't think it's great yet. So at least something basic like that, I think is a necessity. Every, Every lead that comes in, they're getting a text and I think they should get an email. And so with a system like Boomtown, you can actually make a custom welcome message. So every lead that comes in is getting an email from you. Yep. And what I would encourage is that you have a video in that email. Thank you. I'm make really yourself, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Make yourself a human. Yes. Because if you send somebody a text email, it's they're going to assume it's automated every yep. single time. Yep. If you make it a video, even if it's the same video that the last 15 leads got last yep. month, they don't know that. Just record a simple video. We're talking like... Hey, it's Kyle Whistle, the Whistle Group. I, you know, I'm in the middle of a meeting right now, but hey, like, it's yeah, you're telling the truth, right? Like, this is where webcam, I'm at. Like, Bingo. you don't. It's it's not a green screen, no, fancy no, no, no. video. Thank like, you. this is best shot on a cell phone. Yeah, make it authentic. If yep. it's not in your office, that's almost even better. Like, yep. go shoot it outside. Shoot it in front of the baseball field or the yeah. soccer field or yep. something like that. Say, hey, thanks for hopping on the site right now. I'm super excited to work with you. I'm out of my kid's soccer game right now, but I'll follow up with you shortly or whatever yeah. the case is. But yeah. shoot it and also say, hey, you know, I just want to make sure 
you know I'm a real person. Now you have a face to put with the name. I'm really excited to connect with you. Like you've got to have some of those automations in place. Okay. And I want to stress to everybody watching this right now, remember that these people could be top of funnel or research phase, right? So don't go hardcore selling. It's only how can I help, right? I'd keep it as simple as he just gave it to you because otherwise if they start selling, it's a turnoff. Oh yeah. Right. Don't don't sell. This is just like, hey, like we're just like getting to know each other. Yeah, right? absolutely. So auto responders, you have to have call text action and or through another. Email. Those have and to happen. Always video. If you can with the I mean, with video or with email, it's easier with text. Yeah. Getting video auto responses is, is a little bit tricky. I don't yeah. know the system for sure that does that yet. But um, if you can somehow automate a text video, I would do that. For, Doesn't didn't bomb bomb already do that? They might. There might be a way now. I, I think, think they did that. Connor, yeah. Connor McCluskey, bomb, bomb, <laughs> anybody? We know yeah. all the CEOs. This make, is good. Make it happen. Okay. You talked a lot about role play. Yeah. Role play is not a system. It is a discipline that allows you to better serve clients and ultimately find the yeses, find the noes, and win. Yes. Right? What's your advice for the individual agent who's listening right now, who's probably the brain's just like popping, right? You're going to do a thousand transactions this year. That That is relatable to a very tiny percentage yeah. of agents around the world. And we know the vast majority of them, right? Between the two of us. But the average person listening right now is inspired by your success and thinking, okay, I want to do the same, but where do I start today with role play? Yeah. I've never done it before. What do I do? So what I found with role play is trying to just have a one-on-one role play just doesn't work. Yeah. Because you and me will be like, all right, Tom, we're going to role play every day at 8.30. And if it even lasts a week, I'm yeah. shocked, right? Yeah. Something's going to come up. You you got to take your kid to school yeah. or yeah. I'm sick or whatever. Like, So yeah. we found Life. setting up a group works best. Yeah. And so all of our agents call into the same role play call. Yeah. And what we found is one, it happens every single day Mm because whether there's two people on or 12 people on, it's going to go down. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is really cool is we try to get two in within a 30 minute time period. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go, I'll be the agent, you'll be the client. And then everybody else is listening. Well, the way that I hear the conversation versus how you hear it versus the listeners hear it are three different things. And so getting those three different perspectives is really, really valuable. Yeah. Um, And you and I both know being the observer of a role play is really beneficial. It is. Right. Hey, that worked. Oh, I'm stealing that. I'm adding that in. Right. So that's a really cool. So, so always do it with multiple people. Get a group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least five people, I would say. Um, For all of our coaching clients that are watching this. Hello. It's it's already inside the loom. Pay attention. Right. All right. So what else? What else? Another thing. Check this out real quick. You need to go to Reggie Bush's Instagram. Yeah. All right. Reggie Bush recently shot a video of Drew Brees and he was recording Drew Brees where he was the only dude left in the practice facility on the field. Yeah. Just practicing his routine over and over and over all by himself. Yep. No defenders, no coaches, yep. nobody. He didn't even know Reggie Bush was recording and Drew was in there hours after the practice. And I don't know if you know this, Drew Brees has the most passing touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history. Like you don't make history if you don't put in that effort. Like we're in an industry where we have the opportunity to make NFL money, right? We made over $4 million in GCI last year. That's more than the average NFL player's salary. But we're too good to get on the phone for 30 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. While Drew Brees is in the practice facility by himself hours after the actual practices. They say they put in 50 hours for a one hour game. At least. 50 hours, that doesn't include what they did when they were in high school, elementary, college, right? Like off off season, 50 hours during for one hour of play. Yeah. 
and they're only on the field for half an hour. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're really putting 50 hours in for 30 minutes of game time. So I love that you're you're I mean, you're so tech savvy. You're so like forward thinking and everything you do and you obsess about being the best. And I'm so glad that I, I, I knew role play was a cornerstone of your success. Yeah. And the fact that you make that discipline available for all of your people is really powerful. Um, any last thoughts on conversion? Because we're going to talk about scaling next. Yeah. I, the all other, of this has been scaling, but we're going to really go deep on scale. Yeah. I'm really big on systemizing things, right? Yeah. So you've got to have systems in place where ideally, you know, you're calling every lead, you have a follow-up plan, yep. you're using your task within your CRM where yep. you call them every day. Like our goal is we call every day for their first week, every week for the first month, and mm -hmm. then every month until they die. It's our yep. buy or die plan. That's yep. the basic premise. Every day for the first week, Thank you. every week for the first month, mm -hmm. and every month until they die or they tell us to die. And how many other. leads do you guys generate in a typical month? Five to 600 on average. Yeah. Um, that's not counting all the open house leads. That's yeah. just online leads and call-ins. Yeah. So once you factor all the open house leads, which we're doing like 20 a week, yeah. it's it's a massive number. You're, you're well over a thousand a month. Yeah. You should have that conversation with Jill Biggs. She's on that same kick, like 20 to 30 open houses every weekend. Yeah. And she's like, basically all of my online lead generation is great. I get more leads this way mm -hmm. at zero cost. And they're face-to-face -face leads. Thank you. And they, walked, whole nother they animal. walked into, look at the house, right? right? And intent. then you can connect with them right intent yeah, right intent there. middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel yes all right let's talk about scaling cool right we've been we've been going for a while now i know the listeners are you know anybody that's thinking about building a team or already has a team like you know i talk about it all the time you talk about it so let's talk about what are the most important systems and disciplines to scale and i'm thinking hiring yep. and driving per person productivity being sort of the top the two top of mind so, yeah. so talk, get, what's your input? What are yeah. the most important systems to scale my business? Yeah, so I mean, it's all about recruiting and then retaining your people, yep. right? Those are the two most important things. So first we gotta figure out how is it that we're gonna recruit people? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I'm huge on is you've gotta put yourself out there, right? Yep. You've gotta make it known. Just yep. like you talk about don't be a secret agent to yep. potential clients, mm -hmm. don't be a secret agent to other agents. If your yep. goal is to recruit, Get your ass out there. Make it known. Yes. Be a public figure. Yep. Um, one of my business partners down in San Diego, who's one of the other top teams in the county, like until we partnered up and actually started making an effort to recruit, nobody knew him. Yeah. Well, what do people naturally assume about the top producer that they've never seen? Mm -hmm. They assume he's he's a jerk, right? Yep. But now he's publicly out there. He's recruiting like crazy. Like we're yep. going toe to toe recruiting as many people as we can yeah. because he's actually made himself publicly available Yes, and he's giving back. So he's speaking at events, yes. every opportunity that yep. he gets. Well, think about this. If you speak at an event and people show up to watch you, those are people that are open-minded about their business. 1000%. Right? Like the agent who's been with Century 21 and used to wear the gold jackets 20 years ago and has never been to a conference in their life. Is that person open-minded about their business? Like, is there really much opportunity to recruit don't, that person? Don't dog my friends at Century 21, man, come on. <laughs> like, is there really a lot of opportunity to recruit that person? Yeah. Or is there a better opportunity to recruit the person who's going to the class yes. to learn about how you do your open house or how you do your listing presentation? Like. The people that are coming to those classes, those are the people that are open-minded about their business. And and maybe you're not even the speaker at the event, but you're going to the event. Yep. Rock some swag. It's amazing yep. what happens when you rock some swag out at these yep. events because it's going to strike up a conversation with people. Yeah. So first and foremost, put yourself in an environment where there's going to be open-minded people. Just like if you want to attract clients, put yourself in an open house. Well, an open house in your recruiting is yep. going to educational events. It's intent. It is. So, so how many? So we're talking about hiring people right now. Uh, how many people do you want to hire this year? 
We need to get to over 100. We're running at 66 right now. Okay, so, all right. so we're talking about net hires even after a lot, because everybody loses people, people mm -hmm. go on their own, people decide that real estate isn't right for them mm -hmm. or an assistant, et cetera. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty significant number. We I'm need guessing, to hire about 50. Yeah, exactly. So 50 people hired. Yep. Um, how many ways do you recruit? You just talked about events, yeah. right? That's events. obviously that's a major one. Mm -hmm. What else do you do? Social media is huge. Yep. Putting yourself out there. Um, one of the things that I'm most obsessed about in 2020 mm -hmm. is just loving on my people and yeah. acknowledging my people, Yeah, right? Be their broker before you become their broker. Most people at yeah. their current brokerage, their broker acknowledges them one time a year when they go to the end of the year award ceremony and they're like, look at my plaque. Yeah. That's the one time all year they got any acknowledgement from yeah. their broker. Yep. I'm out there acknowledging my agents every single week, whether yeah. it's great job on these reviews, great job helping this family, yeah. welcome to the team, great mm -hmm. month guys, we yeah. close this many transactions. Yeah. Like consistently acknowledge your people because everybody wants acknowledgement. Yeah. Everybody wants a pat on the back. If they're not getting it from their broker, but they see you giving it, they wanna be a part of that. And why do people leave their company? A lot of it is because they don't feel appreciated. Yeah. That's I, a huge thing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in the broker's inner circle, so I don't feel the love. That yeah. all those people get all that, I don't. Yeah. All right, so social media, no doubt. And you, let's, okay, let's play around a little bit here because yeah, look at like Tommy Tool, who's doing a ton, he, like he's creator, he's a real estate agent, you know, broker, team leader who's now putting out Tom's take content into YouTube and on social where he's teaching what it is that he does to sell, you know, three, 400 homes a year in Philadelphia. Are you talking about that? Or are you just talking about being larger than life on social? I think it's both. It's one, acknowledge your people on social. Yeah. Two, give back. Yeah. Actually share what it is that yeah. you're doing in yeah. your business. Yes. That is a huge thing. And make it known that you're looking to grow. Yeah. Because some people are going to assume that you're not looking to hire. If yeah. you don't put it out there yeah. into the, the ecosystem, nobody knows. Yeah. Never assume people know that you're looking to grow. Yeah. Put it out there. Um, another thing I really, really love is reaching out to all of the different vendors that you know. Mm -hmm. Your escrow companies, your title companies, your lenders, your... NHG, your natural hazard companies, your yeah. termite companies, like they know all the realtors in town. They know who's happy and they know who's not happy. Yep. Get on their radar. Yep. Like I've got one title rep who sent me three people in the last two weeks. Yeah. Like get on those guys' radars. They know everybody who's not happy. Bingo. And if they know you have your shit together, they're gonna send them to you and you're making it known that you want people. Yes. So when they talk to somebody and they say they're unhappy where they're at, you wanna be that first option for those vendors. So that's a huge one. Your vendors are the best and they'll vouch for people. Like they're referring you people. Nobody's oh, yeah. gonna put their name on it. No. Nobody's gonna say, hey, talk to Mary over here. Uh, she's a terrible agent, but maybe you can turn her around. Like yeah. nobody's gonna do that. No. They're like, Mary's awesome. They're just, and then their best part is they're gonna give you the ammunition too. They're Bingo. gonna say Mary's over here at blah, blah, blah brokerage. She's just not happy because they don't do any training. Yeah. All right. Well, now when I go meet with Mary, I'm going to go hard on that training. Yeah. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, and this has become my favorite question in recruiting is asking an agent, like, on a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you with your current broker or your current team leader? Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to say a 10. Yeah. If they say a 10, they're full of shit or you just don't have any opportunity to yeah. recruit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to say nine or less. Yeah. Even if they say nine. Okay. Well, what would it take? to make that relationship a 10. Mm -hmm. And then focus on that. Don't go, when you're meeting with people, don't sit out there and just throw spaghetti against the wall hoping you hit on what's important to them. Yeah. Just straight up ask them. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your current relationship with your broker or your team leader? And if it's not a 10, what would it take to make it a 10? 
and that's what's important to them and just talk about that quit yeah. trying to talk about all the other stuff right if if somebody just wants leads talk about how you're going to help them generate leads yep. if they want training talk about training maybe the person who wants leads couldn't care less about training and vice versa, just focus on what's important to people. It sounds like sales 101, brother. Right? When you find out what people's pain points are and you deliver what matters to them, right? You're, you're more yeah. inclined to get the yes, right? Yeah. And, and almost sales sounds bad, I and mean, it's really just attraction, it right? Is. Find out what people's problems are and solve it. Yeah, well, sales so, is just asking questions. That's it. <laughs> Social media events, be, the, uh, be their broker before you're their broker, which I love. Going after all your referral partners, all your vendors. Yeah. Um, Here's the, here's the big question. What tech, what systems are you using? Because anyone in their right minds can be asking themselves, how in the world do you do all this? Yeah. Right? Because there, there's a lot going on in your day, your yeah. week, plus having, you know, this beautiful young, you know, I say baby now, but with She's two like and a half? little girl, three yeah, and a half three now. And yeah. half? Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like you you yeah, basically have another back, woman living in the house. Back, all yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what have you found uh, effective platforms, tools, software, to basically speed up the process and scale. Yeah, so we actually revert back to Trello. Yeah. Um, my sales manager, he's a little more simple. Monday's a little more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So he likes using Trello. Yes. So we just run a funnel in Trello. Yeah. Um, and that's how when we have a recruit that comes in, they go into Trello and then we move them through the process. For him, that's mm -hmm. what the system that works. Yeah. Monday's a little bit more advanced. It's not for everybody. Yeah. So he likes Trello. So yeah. that's where we manage our recruits in there. Good. Um, the key is it's all about duplication, right? That's mm -hmm. a big thing I've been learning over the last yep. year is how do I duplicate myself? Because yep. it can only be in so many places. Replicate? Duplicate. Duplicate. Yeah. How yeah. can I yeah, be yeah. in yeah, more yeah. Pla in two places yeah. at once? Yeah. So we built a landing page on our website. And there's a lot of people when they're researching brokerages, they're going to your website. For sure. So you need to have a page and it's join our team. Yep. And then they click on that. And Brian, who's here in the room, Brian will give you a shout out, help build this. Um, there's multiple videos on there. There's mm -hmm. a video from me explaining kind of the foundation of what Whistle Realty Group's all about, which is systems, structure, and support. Mm -hmm. And then there's a video from my sales manager focusing on what his role is mm -hmm. and how he's gonna help agents grow. Yeah. So we give them a little bit of taste of what we're all about. And then we let them know, hey, now that you've learned a little bit more about who we are and what we're all about, we'd love to learn more about you. Yeah. Click here to schedule a video interview. Now we're using this killer system. It's called Spark Hire. Um, Spark Hire is amazing because this is a huge duplication thing. So the way that it works, I record my interview question on video one time. Yep. And interview I, question or questions? There's multiple, right? Yeah. So we record, yeah, yeah. I think five and you got to keep it simple, right? You yeah. don't want to ask too many questions. Yeah. So I record a series of five different questions. And now when an agent clicks on that link, when they click on it, it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. or 2 p.m., they now get to respond to my video questions with video answers. Yes. So they're literally gonna sit there with their phone and it's gonna be, tell me about your production in 2019. So in 2019, I sold 15 homes, blah, blah, blah. like they could literally record that yes. on video at whatever time they want. Yeah. And I don't have to go set up a time for me and this person to go meet at the office or meet at Starbucks or anything like that. And are you using and, that as a pre-qualifier? Yeah, yeah, because there's so many people I don't have time to sit down and meet with, nor does my no. sales manager have time. No. Like I know within five seconds yeah. of somebody talking, if I could even tolerate them. Like there's yeah. people, they might be the best salespeople in the world, but if I can't tolerate them or they show up and they've got like their face tattooed or something like I could literally rule somebody out in a split second yeah. Yeah. because I know they're not going to be a fit or, or they're just not going to fit our demographic. Like and how I can about, how judge that quickly. How about if they just don't respond? 
if they don't do it, they, they don't move that, on. Exactly. Like it, it's a must. Yeah. And we want people that are going to be comfortable getting on video because we're yeah. a very video focused company. So yep. the cool thing is they record, they basically do this interview whenever they want. And now I get to watch it whenever I want. Yeah. So we're not having to align these schedules. I literally, I went out to dinner with some friends and I was driving home and I watched an interview or yeah. listened to an interview, yeah, yeah, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Um, listened to an interview Please while I was on the way Please tell me he was home. listening on the drive home. <laughs> yeah, I listened. <laughs> Um, I listened to an interview while I was on the way home. Yeah. Like that was killer. I didn't yeah. have to go meet somebody yes. somewhere like that is huge. And then now your whole team can collaborate on that. Mm -hmm. We can each write notes about the, the responses. Yep. We can rate them one to five stars on their responses, which is really cool. So that's like our initial interview mm -hmm. with somebody. If we like them, then what we like to do is invite them to a team meeting, yep. um, which there's a lot behind that. It sounds like whatever, but I want to first make sure they show up on time. Yep. I want to see what they wear when they show up. I want to see how they act when they show up. Like we just had a guy recently who showed up, sat down at the front desk. There wasn't anybody there at the time, sat there and just started playing on his phone. Didn't like say, Hey, or, or anything like that. And we're like, how's that, guy, how how's that guy's going to do open houses? Yeah. Like, I wonder how long he's going to sit there for. <laughs> like everybody's over here in this room and this yeah. guy's just sitting over here. Like, yeah. And I'm not like, Wait, what are you doing? Waiting to be invited yeah, in. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yes. Um, I want people who walk in a room in our magnetic. Yeah. And so I want them to walk in a room. I want them to, you know, get in the middle of the action, start talking to people, yeah. asking questions before the meeting ever starts. Mm -hmm. um, then we'll ask them, once the meeting starts, we introduce any guests that we have for the day. And then we ask them to tell us something fun about themselves, yeah. which I'm judging this question as well. For sure. Like, are for you going to sure. tell me something fun? Like, I had somebody recently was like, um, I don't remember her name, but she was like, and I'm, I'm from Detroit. I was like, that's your something fun. <laughs> like, come on. I want to know. Like I had another yeah. guy come in. He's like, I can do walking handstands and I like prove it. Show and he, like, us. Walk exactly. down the hallway. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that was cool. Like yes. that's somebody who's going to fit my vibe. Yeah. The person who comes in and is literally curled up in a ball. They, I don't know that I'm going to count that against them for sure. Yeah. Um, so all those little things we're judging. Um, then from that point, but I want to be clear, like you, you did take the time to identify like who is our ideal salesperson? Oh, yeah. What is their disc profile? What is their background? What is, the, what's their mindset? Mm -hmm. So for someone listening is they're like, God, he's, he's being so judgmental. No, he knows this sandbox that you've created is really special. Yeah. And you know, who's going to play well in the sandbox yeah. and who doesn't. Yeah. Just and it, public service announcement. Yeah. I know. I talked about seasoned agents before. It's not that they can't be successful. Like the number one agent in my area, he's. 67 years old. He's out there door knocking every day. Like he kills, but that's he has a young. pager. You know, that's young. And he has a pager though. and he uses carbon copy paper. Like, but he, he still does good. But yeah. in our culture, it would just be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so it's not to say that, you know, somebody who seasoned doesn't do well in real estate, yeah. just doesn't do well in our environment. Cause we're exactly. so tech heavy. Yeah. Um, so next what else up, on, what else on? Yeah. Now we're going to go into another system. Yeah. You used to plug this uh -huh. and now the system's coming back around. Good. Crystal knows. I'm an Holy. investor in Crystal Knows. I plug it okay. all the time. I'm well, an investor in Crystal Knows. <laughs> Crystal Knows is sick now. Okay. It's unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, like even before I- like, You're welcome. I'll the, I, just put the cash Thank you very the much. Table. No, no, like, no. I, like I didn't, I didn't invest that much. But you know who also followed along with my investment? Microsoft, aka LinkedIn, and Salesforce. Yeah. And I knew when I did that, I'm like, okay, winner, winner, chicken dinner. But I fell in love with it three years ago because- It was even, so different then. 
for sure. Now today, I don't do a meeting. I don't talk to someone without going to LinkedIn. Or now we have it on Salesforce, on yeah. our CRM. Do you have it on your CRM yet? No, it's Boomtown? not integrated yet. Okay, when that happens, now all of a sudden you're like, like Crystal, okay, I want you describe it. Yeah. Because I know what I look for, but what yeah. do you look for? So we used to do disc profiles on Tony yeah. Robbins, right? Yeah. That was what everybody yep. did and it was free. Now they're yeah. charging for yeah. it. So it kind of forced everybody to find yep. alternatives. Well, Crystal knows is the alternative that we found. Yep. So not only will it do a disc profile for somebody, yes. But it's gonna compare my disc profile with your disc profile, Bingo. help me understand our similarities, help me understand our differences. Mm -hmm. And then the really, really gangster part of it is I could say, I'm going to meet with Tom and I need to give him bad news. Yeah. And it's literally gonna tell me how to talk to you. What there's I a, should say, what I shouldn't say. There's a drop down menu of all yeah. the, do I wanna sell an appointment? Do I wanna talk, do I wanna ask for a job? Like there's yeah. like 25 different things that you can yeah. engage with and it gives you the exact language. It's insane. It is insane. It's so insane. Yeah. And then it integrates with Gmail. So now if yep. I'm going to send an email yep. to somebody, it yep. tells me like use emojis, don't use emojis. Uh -huh. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. Um, so we're using that now. Yeah. So after they come in the office, they do a crystal nose um, profile. And then we sit down with them on an interview. We typically do a two on one, my sales manager and a female. My sales manager is like 300 pounds, big buff dude, can kind of be a little intimidating sometimes. Yeah. Um, so we like to have that female perspective in there. Yes. We have an executive assistant on our team, so she'll sit in on that interview as well. Yep. Um, and it just kind of adds that female vibe to it, so we balance. Yep. Um, and so they do a two on one interview. They kind of go through some of the disc profile stuff. Make sure it's accurate because you mm -hmm. will learn a lot of people BS their disc profiles yep. because they, they try to portray the profile they think you want and mm -hmm. it's not necessarily what the profile really is. So you kind of validate it or confirm that that's who they really are. Um, and then the final interview, if they get through that is an expectations interview. And this to me is the most important of all of them. This is just my sales manager because he's the one who's gonna hold yeah. them accountable. Now all that stuff we talked about earlier with four huddles a week, four role play calls a week, we outline exactly what we expect from them and they're literally signing it in writing. In exchange, we're also going through what they can expect from us. Here's the tools, here's the system, here's the training, here's the accountability, like here's everything. Let's put all the cards on the table up front. We even go into, should a sensitive issue arise, how do you want me to approach you with it? Yep. How honest do you want me to be? How yep. do I approach you? How do I win with you? How do I lose with you? Like we go through all that in that expectations interview so that we get to start off knowing exactly who we're getting in bed with. Yeah. Right. We don't want any mysteries. So that's called, called getting married with like, like eight months of wedding counseling before yeah. you do it. That's huge. That's a great next level point for everybody. So let's go through the process one more time. Video vetting first. So well, landing page first. Telling everybody. Yeah. Having it on the landing page, video describing it, yep. then video interview back and forth. One way technically. Yeah. yeah. One way technically. Yeah. And then. Office meeting. Office meeting. Disc profile. Disc profile. Crystal knows. Yep. Shout out. Love it. Then the two on one interview. Two on one interview. And then the and final one on one expectations interview. What if they don't, what if it's, if it's uh, two female partners, should they have someone of the opposite sex inside there? No, we just have a unique scenario. We have a really big intimidating sales manager. Yeah. And I think that he has a Smart. natural tendency to kind of intimidate, intimidate people. people and yeah. scare them. So having that female vibe, just that's for us, our yep. environment. It just makes the room feel more comfortable. Cool. Um, which, and I like to get two different opinions on somebody too, because Always. he thinks one way and our executive assistant's actually a sister who's wired completely opposite of mm -hmm. how he's wired. Yep. And so it's nice to have those two different points of view on it. 100%. So I think um, regardless of it's a male and a female or not, just having two different people in there so you can get two different perspectives, just like on those role play calls, yeah. having that yeah. observer is really important. I agree. And then the expectation. Yes, and that's right? the last one before we hire him. And, and if they make it over that, 
then they're in. Then they're in. Okay, that's then a lot of that's a lot of hoops. Yeah. To get into playing your sandbox, sort of it metaphorically is. speaking. Yeah, but I mean, we we invest so much time into people. I mean, they go through a whole one week boot camp. Yeah. Once they come on board, I mean, that's five hours a day for five days. Like, if yeah. we're going to invest twenty five hours of time into somebody, we got to make sure they're worth it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's super super important for us. So we've covered a lot of ground in this interview, buddy. And yeah. now we have to go do a one-on-one session. So yeah. now he and I get to go at it. Um, let's, let's wrap it up. I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you know, people that are in our community get to see you a lot. They see you at Elite, they see you at Summit, like Team Plus and all the other fun things we do. And then, you know, you're out on the circuit, giving back, sharing as a part of your brand building, plus recruiting, right? Like, you know, you're, you're playing it the right way. Um, any closing thoughts as we wrap it up? And obviously we're going to have your, like they can contact you, email, follow you on, you know, whatever, whatever you want. We'll do all that. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on if you can never talk to an agent again, what would you tell them? This, so this has nothing to do with anything we talked about no. today. Yeah. But the most important thing is to focus on what you're passionate about. Don't think you have to do what somebody else does just because I do well with all of these different systems and all this tech and stuff that we talked about that you need to go and implement all those same things. You need to do what you're good at. Like I talked about, there's a guy in my neighborhood, 67 years old. He does nothing but door knock and do open houses. That's what makes him happy. That sings to his soul and he has a great time doing it. He's passionate about it and he'll push through those hard times. Just like for us, we do a ton of video. I'm passionate about video. I love doing video. I really get a high off of it. So when I shoot two or three videos and I don't get a listing immediately, it's not gonna stop me from shooting videos three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're passionate about calling expireds. If you're not passionate, you're gonna call two times, you're gonna get told F you a couple times, you're gonna stop doing it. But if you're passionate, you really enjoy it, you actually laugh at those F you's, you get a high off of it, it pushes you even further to get that yes when you make calls three, four, five. So whatever it is you're passionate about, double down on that. Don't try to replicate what somebody else is doing just because they're having success with it. You gotta look deep inside of who you are, know what you're passionate about, follow that passion, because that passion will push you through the hard times. Where if you're trying to do something you're really not passionate passionate about, you're going to throw in the towel way quicker than you should. So focus on your passion is going to be the best advice I could possibly give. Love it. Man, thank you so much for this yeah. time. And it's about time we did this. I, mean, I know. You, you know you, you've been on stage with us so many times and you always deliver. And I can already imagine like somebody's right now on their phone going all the way back like, oh, I, I need to hear that part again and again and again. A lot of so systems. The next time you go through this, take notes. If you're in your car and you're listening right now, Please be careful. Probably should have said that in the very beginning of the uh, the podcast. All right. So we're out. Thank you guys so much as always. And we'll give you all the contact information you're probably seeing on the videos, et cetera. Uh, Reach out to Kyle. He's a super, super human being and obviously a brilliant business guy. So thanks, brother. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit TomFerry.com slash podcast. That's TomFerry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.